You're now listening to Book Journal, the world's number one book review show, a podcast by Kalmi Kran. Please don't forget to subscribe to our channel. today and welcome to the weekly books a podcast where we dive deep into the world of books and for several weeks we've been looking at the best reading and study tips well if you missed the previous episodes or it's your first time tuning into the weekly books formerly known as the weekly journal podcast then i recommend you go back and check those previous episode because they will be as helpful just as today's episode is gonna be now we're still delving deep into the reading strategies and effective reading studies so today we want to address the common challenges and how to overcome these challenges in our reading process stay tuned and i am so much happy that you've gladly decided to join us today on the weekly books Well, without further ado, let's now dive deep into the common challenges we face during our reading and studies and a few tips to address these common challenges. Now, as we all know too well that navigating challenges during the reading process is a common experience, but understanding and addressing them can significantly enhance your reading skills. So here are some common challenges and strategies to overcome them. The number one is distraction. External distractions such as noise or interruptions can disrupt your focus. So the only strategic way to curb this problem is find a quiet space. Use noise cancelling headphones or set a specific times for uninterrupted reading. You know, like for me, I, I really find it most effective to read in the middle of the night, though I should have a good sleep, but I find it so effective or convenient because this time there's less noise you know because during the day i live in a suburb area where there's so much noise you know kids are are crying you know the the, the radios are playing and and stuff like that and i can't concentrate i find it hard to concentrate but most of us find it so difficult just to concentrate in such destructive environment so if you're in a noisy space and you want to find some time to just immerse yourself in books then i recommend and to, to uh, evaluate sometimes that you feel like it's um, most quiet, you know, most uh, chill. So you can sit down and uh, have carry out your reading or study process without entrance. Now, the number two is lack of interest. You might find it difficult engaging with the material due to a lack of interest. Try to find aspects of the material that relate to your personal interest or consider the broader significance of information. So let's say for instance, I love film, I love reading, and I love philosophy. I enjoy a variety of interests, variety of knowledge. So this way, I find it so easy to just immerse myself into a couple topics, couple interesting books and genres. It might be an opposition to you. You may be someone who is much into cooking or into traveling or, you know, many stuff like that. So if you really want to get down to it, then you might want to consider some things that you generally enjoy. And that way, you're going to enjoy this process way a lot more than you think. 
Our next challenge is the time constraint, the number three challenge. Limited time for reading can lead to rushed or incomplete understanding. So the only strategic way that I can offer you guys is you need to prioritize readings based on importance, break down tasks into smaller sessions, and manage your time effectively. Number four is complexity of the material. Dealing with dense or complex information that is hard to understand can be daunting, it can be time consuming, it can be mind numbing and stuff like that. So what you have to do is break down the material into smaller sections, use supplementary resources for clarification and seek help from peers or instructors. The following challenge is reading speed. huh? Reading speed. How fast can you read? Or how slow can you read? Reading too slowly or too quickly can hinder comprehension. Did you know that? Adjust your reading speed based on the material. Scheme when appropriate and practice speed reading techniques to improve efficiency. Number six is memory retention. Memory retention plays a big role here. If you forget information shortly after reading, then what should you do? Take notes, create summaries, and predictly review key points to reinforce memory retention. I practice this a lot. Number seven is lack of focus. Difficulty maintaining concentration during reading session. Do you experience this problem? Oh yeah, the answer is probably yes. Use active reading techniques. Take short breaks when needed and cultivate a focused reading environment. That's the only way to beat lack of focus. And number eight is overwhelmed with information. Feeling overwhelmed when faced with a large volume of information? Break the material into smaller, manageable sections. Prioritize information and use organizational tools like outlines or mind maps. Oh my god. Number nine of the following challenge is that challenge that I faced during my earlier times into reading, vocabulary and language barriers. I used to struggle with unfamiliar vocabulary or language barriers, and I found out the way to harness this process is look up to and familiar terms, use context clues, and consider supplemental resources like dictionaries and translations when I am reading. I think that can really help. So if you're reading a book and you come in across some complex terms, um, you need to just write them down and check them out later in the dictionary. Or if you are somebody who likes to do things on the go, then you can just pause for a moment and uh, look up the meaning of the words first before you move on. Maybe they're phrases, idioms, or some words that you've uh, never come across and it's the best way to practice your reading process. Now let us look at number 10, the external factors. External factors such as health issues or personal stress can impact reading effectiveness as well. Address underlying issues affecting your well-being and consider seeking support when necessary. Don't just sit quiet there. You might be just one step away to being an effective reader. So if you feel like something is wrong, so just reach out to help if necessary. Number 11. The bigger, bigger thing in this whole process and any walk of life is procrastination, procrastination. I'll do it. I'll read it when I wake up in the morning. Before the sun goes down, I'll make sure that I conclude that chapter. But does it come to happen? 
Delaying reading tasks leading to last minute rushes is also common to this. So I tend to break tasks into smaller, more manageable steps, set deadlines and establish a routine to foster consistent reading habits. Number 12 is obviously technology distraction. The temptation to check emails, social media or other apps during reading. It's most common, it's so pretty obvious, so don't feel like, oh, this pinch me, but yeah, it, it's common because uh, everybody goes through that, you know. So just use apps or tools to block distracting website, turn off notification, and designate specific times for focused reading without digital interruptions. Reading anxiety. If you have a hard reading anxiety, like, oh God, that is too in debt. That is a lot for me to read. This book is huge. This is farther than I thought. Okay, those are some sort of examples of reading anxiety, feeling anxious about the volume or complexity of the reading material. But I can tell you, break down tasks into smaller, more achievable goals. Practice relaxation techniques like Yeah, you probably guess what I'm doing. Breathing in and out is one of the ways you can do this and build confidence gradually. Number 14, multi-torsking. Multi-torsking. <sighs> Trying to do too many things at once leading to reduced focus. Multitasking can reduce your focus, especially if the uh, material is complex and it needs a lot of your attention or uh, so much focus. So you don't need to multitask, guys. I know some of you are good at it. You are probably number one multitask in the world. But please, we understand this can happen. You have some exceptional genes. But reading sometimes can need you to just narrow down your focus. Prioritize reading as a dedicated activity. Minimize multitasking and allocate specific time slots for focusing reading. Adapting these strategies to your unique challenges and incorporating them into your reading routine can contribute to a more effective and enjoyable reading experience. Okay, let us look at how to improve concentration and manage time effectively. Improving concentration and managing time effectively are essential skills that can positively impact various aspects of our life, including studying, working, and personal development. Here are strategies that can help enhance concentration and time management. The number one is improving concentration. Create a dedicated workspace. Establish a designated area for work or study to signal your brain that it's time to focus. Minimize distraction in this space. Use the promoter technique. The promoter technique is so powerful. Break your work into intervals, typically 25 minutes apart. Then you take a break or rest or a glass of water or just a breath. The structured breaks can help maintain the focus during work periods. Another thing you want to do is prioritize tasks. Identify the most important tasks and tackle them when your consideration is at its peak. Break large tasks into smaller, more manageable parts. Number four, practice mindfulness. Incorporate mindfulness or meditation access into your routine. Mindful breathing can help center your thoughts and improve focus. Number five, set clear goals. Define specific achievable goals for each work or study session. Clear objectives provide direction and purpose. Promoting concentration. 
Number 6. Limit Multitasking Focus on one task at a time to maximize concentration. Multitasking can decrease overall productivity and lead to mistakes. Number 7. Take regular breaks. Short breaks whether for stretching, walking, or quick relaxation exercises can rejuvenate your mind. I mean, science is proven that breaks prevent burnout and help sustain concentration. Number 8. Stay hydrated and eat well. Eat well, take care of your body, okay? Dehydration and poor nutrition can affect cognitive function. Drink enough water and consume balanced milk to support optimal brain function. Number 9. Remove unnecessary stimuli. Turn off unnecessary notifications on your devices. Clear your workspace of irrelevant items that might divide your attention as well. Number 10. Get adequate sleep. Lack of sleep can significantly impact concentration. Ensure you're getting enough quality sleep each night. How do we manage time effectively? Use a planner or a calendar. Organize your tasks and schedule using a planner or digital calendar. Set deadlines and allocate specific time slots for each activity. Number two, prioritize tasks. Determine the urgency and importance of tasks. Focus on high priority items before addressing less critical ones. Number three, break down tasks. Divide larger tasks into smaller, more manageable steps. This makes the workload seem less daunting and helps track progress. Number four, set realistic goals. Be realistic about what you can accomplish within a given time frame. Don't force yourself into something you think you cannot manage. Yes, that can lead to stress and rushed work. Number five, barge similar tasks. Group similar tasks together to minimize context switching. This allows you to focus on specific types of activities during dedicated time blocks. Number six, eliminate time wasters. Identify and minimize activities that consume time without adding value. This may include excessive social media use or prolonged breaks. Number seven, learn to say no. This is a difficult art. Art I say it is. Recognize your limits and decline additional commitments when necessary. Saying no helps you prioritize your existing responsibility. Use time blocking techniques as our number eight. Allocate specific blocks of time to particular tasks. This helps create structure and prevent tasks from bleeding into one another. Number nine, review and reflect. Regularly review your progress and adjust your schedule as needed. Reflecting on your time management helps identify areas for improvement. Number 10. Delegate tasks. If possible, delegate tasks that can be handled by others. Delegating frees up your time for more critical responsibility. Number 11. Learn from mistakes. Analyze how you spend your time and identify your patterns. Learn from your past mistakes and continuously refine your time management strategies. By combining this concentration and time management strategies, you can create a more productive and focused approach to your daily tasks. Experiment with different techniques to find what works best for your unique needs and preferences. We're going to take a quick little break, but when we're back, we are going to dive deep into the importance of creating a conducive reading environment. Okay, we're back. Treating a conducive reading environment is critical for optimizing the reading experience and promoting effective learning. We are going to look at the reasons highlighting the importance of establishing a suitable atmosphere for reading. Number one, 
enhance concentration. A dedicated and quiet reading environment minimizes distractions, allowing individuals to concentrate more fully on the material. Reduce external stimuli contribute to better focus and comprehension. Number two, improve comprehension. A comfortable and quiet space promotes better understanding and retention of information. Reading in an environment with minimal interruptions allows the brain to process and assimilate content more effectively. Number three, reduce stress. A well-organized and peaceful reading space helps create a sense of calm and reduces stress. A relaxed environment contributes to a positive reading experience. Number four, Increase productivity. An optimal reading environment fosters productivity by providing a space conducive to sustained attention. Productive reading sessions can lead to more efficient learning and information retention. Number five, encourages regular reading habits. Having a dedicated reading space helps establish a routine, making it more likely for individuals to engage in regular reading habits. Consistency in the reading environment reinforces the habit of reading. Number six, supports active reading. A conducive reading environment encourages active reading practices such as note-taking and critical thinking. Active engagement with the material is more likely to occur in a comfortable and focused setting. Number seven, optimal lighting. Go lighting is essential, don't forget this, for preventing eye strain and maintaining alertness during reading. Natural light or well-placed artificial lighting supports comfortable and effective reading. And I am a victim of this. If I switch on some golden rhythm in my room and I feel like, whoa, I want to spend hours upon hours reading. Number eight. Promotes a positive reading experience. A comfortable and aesthetically pleasing reading space contributes to a positive reading experience. Enjoyable reading environments can make the act of reading more appealing and satisfying. Number nine, minimize interruptions. A designated reading space helps communicate to others that you are engaged in a focused activity. This reduces the likelihood of interruptions, allowing for uninterrupted reading sessions. Number 10, encourages deep reading. Deep reading, which involves immersive and thoughtful engagement with the material, is more likely in a quiet and comfortable environment. A conducive reading space supports the cognitive process involved in the deep reading. Number 11. Cultivate a reading culture. Establishing a conducive reading environment at home, in schools, or workplaces contributes to a fostering culture of reading. This is particularly important for encouraging reading as a lifelong learning habit. Number 12, probably our last one, facilitates reflection and contemplation. An environment that encourages quiet contemplation and reflection is conducive to more profound engagement with the material. It supports the intellectual and emotional aspects of reading. In summary, Treating a conducive reading environment is essential for fostering an atmosphere that promotes concentration, comprehension, and a positive reading experience. Whether it's at home, in a library, or a quiet corner of a workplace, a well-thought-out reading environment contributes to effective learning and personal enrichment. Well guys, that's it for today. And I'd love if you share your thought. What is your take on this reading process? What did you take away and what would you like to add? Just leave us a short review. And I hope you enjoy the podcast. 
from anywhere you are getting your podcast and i'm so happy that you have gladly decided to join us on this amazing episode enjoy your festive season and don't forget to subscribe Thank you for listening to the weekly journal from anywhere you're getting your podcast. Please tell friends and family about us.